Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Eleven more days until Wimbledon and the tune-ups only getting more intense by the day. We've got all the action, all the recap, all the explanation of a tremendous Thursday here on TC Live as our London calling continues in all four of our grass court cities. Here's what's coming up on the show. After missing nearly three months following wrist surgery, Matteo Berrettini is now riding a hot streak on the grass and will be ready for yet another deep run at Wimbledon. An emotional come-from-behind victory for Ukraine's Diana Yastremska in Birmingham. She knocked off the number one seed, and she's headed to the quarterfinals. And while Naomi has opted out of playing a grass court tune-up tournament, we'll show you an alternative method she's been using to prepare for Southwest 19. Those stories and more beginning right now on TC Live. Hello and welcome to our Santa Monica studios. Glad to have you with us. No Eagle, he's Paul Anacone. He is Andy Roddick. It should be a fantastic show per usual, but a curious conversation. Andy's doing a nice little Numa Numa dance. You remember the Numa Numa guy? I feel like that guy just kind of went away. I, I don't know. more Wedding Crashers. Wedding Crashers, yeah. yeah. Mom, the meatloaf. It's all now, interconnected. It Intertwined, sure. Andy, real quick, it is an interesting period with the grass court season. We just saw that last match, Haddad Maya did stop play a couple times trying to, to tell the chair umpire that the conditions weren't ready to play. They eventually end the match with darkness, but that dewy consistency of the grass, how can that get in the way of a player? Yeah, that, that, that's a real thing, by the way. And the, and the players know, right? If you see someone slip and then they tell you they're not comfortable playing and then you choose to play on and you make that call and someone ends up getting hurt, that's a seriously bad look. I remember one time I got in a little bit of hot water for – I just kind of walked off the court. It was a second round against Daniel uh, Bracciali. It was the end of the fourth set, and they were kind of hemming and hawing about whether we could play. The, the court does get a little, uh, a little bit of mist on it. It's tough to grab. It's tough to grab on, on, on a grass court in the best of days. So that is a real concern. Just a little bit of mist, a little bit of dew. It could be curtains for a player. You don't want to risk injury. I think it was the right call. Yeah, see, that's, see, that's where I miss, messed up. You know, Andy just turned and walked off the court. I continued <laughs> to play in my match at the Queens Club. And it was about quarter to nine at night, slipping and sliding, finish, finish, finish. We finished, and guess what happened? I lost. Ah, uh, yeah. I lost. I should have done the Roddick play. Just walk off the court. That's all I needed to do. You live and you learn. You live and you learn. We've got Wedding Crashers, and we've got Meatloaf, and now we've got <laughs> Living Learning Experience. And we've got plenty of highlights to go through as well with all three, tur- all four tournaments, I should say, across all four cities. We're going to start with world number one, Daniil Medvedev, a rematch with Ilya Vashka last week from the Netherlands. And, Andy, this one went a whole lot like it did six days ago. Yeah, and Medvedev uh, playing great stuff on grass, probably as good as I've seen him play uh, the last couple of weeks. Is solid, kind of working his way into some rallies. But if you're a Voskin, you have great point. Second serve, throws in a meatball. Meatball! You cannot miss that back in, in the middle of the net. 
Daniil Medvedev is too good, and he is not going to give you that same chance twice. Obviously, uh, able to hit the back end from behind the court. We see him transitioning uh, through the court, which is great on grass. Uh, wins the first set, pumps the first serve, and uh, it, it felt like Medvedev really had control of this match from that second serve return that Ivashka uh, missed on break point. That passing shot, open stance, moving to left, uh, against your movement on grass. Great stuff from Medvedev. We know how great of a mover he is. This is the best I've seen him switch directions on a grass court. It's too bad we're not going to be able to see it at Wimbledon because based on what we've seen in the tune-up events, he's getting into his pacing. He's toughing out uh, the, the tough moments in matches. And look at him. It's, it looks routine. That's the kind of look he gives to his box when he wins on hard courts. Medvedev moving on. Ivashka trying whatever he could, flipping his racket in the air. Now 0-6 versus top five players in the world. We move to London where Tommy Paul taking on Stan Wawrinka. Tommy Paul just got through a two-day opus against Denis Shapovalov, and this turned out, Andy, to be another big one for the American. Yeah, and right there, the first point there, we talked about it yesterday, Conan and I did on, on air. Whoever can attack those second serves, and you look at Tommy Paul playing that off backhand of the second serve to get the first break. You see Stan Wawrinka pulling up a little bit. You don't see that very often. Uh, you don't get three strikes here. One strike, point's gone. But uh, he struggled with the serve all day. Tommy Paul got a lot of looks at second serves, uh, struggled making first serves in. And Tommy looked great, dictated play, looked very comfortable in the grass, knew when to step in and pump that forehand, which we all know that he can. Uh, is finding nice pacing between staying in rallies, keeping the ball down on the backhand side, uh, and then pumping up and, and seeing the forehand through. So quality wins against Shap Shapovalov and Walrinka. Uh, great week so far for Tommy Paul. Health and consistency for the American. His fifth quarterfinal of the season. He said when he, he started with Brad Stein, he told him grass would become his favorite surface. Starting to look like it as Matteo Berrettini takes on another American in Dennis Kudla. Yeah, and Kudla got off to a great start. Look, Dennis Kudla is known in the locker room as a terrific grass court player, and this is why. First set, he got the break, served it out, and uh, was feeling pretty comfortable. Look, Berrettini's coming off an injury. Not sure how healthy he is. Lacks match practice, but a terrific job getting into the tiebreak, playing better tennis in the tiebreak, sealing that with the big serve to take that second set, 7-6. Third set, not much between both of these guys. Again, could look really impressive. Great mover, can hit the ball flat and through the court, not afraid to come in. But that cost him right there. That was the break that Berrettini got to go up 5-4. And when he's up 5-4 and it's up to him with the serve, he's going to get across the finish line most times. Great effort from Berrettini. Defending champ is through and talked a little bit after the match about the challenge he faced today. It was a really tough match. Dennis, we know each other pretty well. We played seven times. And every time it's like a different match. <laughs> So uh, I'm glad that I'm through. I think he played a really good match. Uh, for most of the time, I think he was deserving the win. But I was there. I fought hard. And I don't know. I, I'm just really happy that I won. Let's stick in London where Sam Querrey and Philip Krajinovic actually just finished up. And, Paul, you're on the call, so take us through. Yeah, first set was Sam Querrey. This uh, brought a, a little bit of a tear to my eye, this match. This <laughs> reminded me of the Andy Roddick grass days, big serving, power tennis. And Sam Querrey was dominant the first set, did such a great job taking care of his serve game. You wondered if Krajinovic was going to go away. He answered that question really well in the second, did a terrific job. And right here, 4-3, break point in the second, stays in the rally, and then the two-hander down the line to break, and that's basically all she wrote for the second set. 
terrific job from Krajinovich to stay in there mentally because Sam was serving extremely well. One bad serve game right here in the third set, a couple of double faults, and that was the break of serve, and that's all Krajinovich needed to get through. He did a terrific job, some serving volleys in the last game to finish. But not a bad match from Sam Query. Just a little bit of a typical grass court, one or two points here and there. Really fun back and forth. It was really fun to listen to you and Ted Robinson on the calls. We take a look at the quarterfinals now set here of the men's singles draw. And the one that we're really paying attention to right at the bottom, Tommy Paul and Matteo Berrettini, the defending champ. Tommy Paul, I know I mentioned it, mentioned that Brad Stein when they started working together, told him, hey, grass is going to be your favorite surface once we start really getting into the nitty-gritty. Well, he's starting to play like it. And Andy, he's got a major challenge with the defending champ next. But given the way he's played against both Shapovalov and then today with a big win once again, what are you expecting to see out of Tommy Paul as he takes on this challenge tomorrow? Yeah, credit to Tommy for uh, and credit to Brad Stein for realizing uh, what sort of style he was working with and, and how he could implement uh, that style on grass when Tommy probably would have told you that he liked maybe slower surfaces when they first got together. So credit credit to Coach Stein there. But uh, as well as he's played against Shapovalov and Walrinka, Berrettini is a different sort of animal on this surface. And I don't know that we can give him enough credit for coming off of a three-month layoff. And what does he do? Wins last week. Toughs out uh, a match against Kudla today when the matches are starting to stack up. Maybe the body's a little fatigued, still found a way to get through it. Uh, winning is becoming extremely contagious uh, for Berrettini these last two years on the grass court service. So while Brad Stein might have made the right call and saying, Tommy, you know what, this is going to be your favorite service. I would venture to say Berrettini might go, you know what, this is my favorite service. Yeah, look, and I think it's right, because Berrettini, we know, is such a great grass court player. 17 of his last team, uh, 18, last year's Wimbledon finals. Big serve, big forehand, really difficult to deal with. And the problem with Tommy Paul uh, is the matchup tomorrow is Berrettini brings so much heat. You know, the serve and the forehand is difficult to get around. If he can find the backhand, he's got a shot. But I, I think Brad's done a great job. He's done a terrific job convincing Tommy to use that athleticism, get to the net, try to volley a little bit, uh, a little bit more often one of the quickest guys out on tour really starting to find his identity so it's good to see Tommy Paul playing so well. Great test for the American we'll have all the action per usual on tennis channels. We move on to Berlin where the number one seed was in action. That's Anz Jabor taking on for the second time in her career the American Alicia Parks and Andy Anz Jabor trying to prove that she deserves that number one seed next to her name. Yeah and Anz Jabor has, has quickly become a player who can win on on all services. I remember her winning the title uh, last summer on grass, and we thought, hey, well, maybe maybe she's fast court specialist. Go to the clay. She played so well, but these tight matches on grass where you get uh, up a set, you're in the later stages. Someone tries to tough you out. Anjabour uh, has won so much this year that even someone kind of putting up a great fight like Parks did today, you find yourself in these tiebreakers in the second set. Uh, you're still confident in what you're able to do. Look at the variety just kind of stabbing there Ouch. and then taking control of the point. Uh, and then you've given the apology like I wasn't trying to take yeah. your head off. We're all guilty <laughs> of doing that. Uh, but Owens Jabor just, just marching along. And uh, Serena Williams is going to like what she's seeing from Ons Jabor uh, as they team up in doubles next week. But no surprise to see Ons Jabor on the march again. Coco Goff looking to make her first grass court quarterfinal and started this match really strong. Paul. Yeah, she looked, she's feeling more and more comfortable so quickly. And if I'm her peer group watching how comfortable she's getting this quickly on the grass, I would definitely raise an eyebrow to take a look. 
again today using athleticism, variety, power, and some volleying skills to get off to that great start. Really one-sided first set for Coco. Did a, did a really wonderful job controlling tempo of the rally. Didn't make a ton of mistakes on the forehand. Mixed her serve up a lot. Second set was a little bit tougher, but again, Coco Golf was the one that was really dictating what was going to happen. When she gets to drop shots so comfortably like this, it's really difficult to find out where to go around her. Moves wonderfully side to side, also can close out and come forward. And I love the fact that she's such a student of the game. Today was no different. Had to make a little bit of an adjustment in the second set. Had to come up with some passing shots. Had to try to be a little bit more offensive so she wasn't reactive. But really, just another great effort from Coco Gauff. Six love, six four. Last time an American won a title in Germany was 2005. Our very own Lindsay Davenport, the last one to do it. And Coco Gauff now just a couple wins away as she will face Karolina Pliskova in the quarters. Sakri at the bottom, Jabor at the top. Certainly a loaded field as we continue in Berlin. Still ahead, more highlights from the Eurograss. Plus, what kind of Wimbledon can we expect from Naomi Osaka? We'll show you one of the ways she's been getting ready for the grass. Coming up on TC Live. TennisTennis.com, your online information source throughout Tennis Channel's London Calling. Stay current with live match scoring and stats, draws, rankings, plus all the latest player and grass court tournament news leading up to Wimbledon. Visit Tennis.com today. Camilla Georgie, Laura Davis taking on one another back and forth. Georgie serving for the match in the third in the near court at 5-2. Has the advantage and has the victory. Overcomes 12 aces from Lauren Davis. 13 double faults of her own to get to the quarterfinal in Birmingham. Still to come on TC Live, we have some Tennis Channel Live housekeeping to get to on Andy Roddick's playing career that went overlooked, well, earlier this week. I'll take some of the blame. We'll explain to you what it could be when we come back here on TC Live. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome back to TC Live. Let's check in on more action in Birmingham. The number one seed, Yelena Ostapenko, had her hands full today with Diana Yastremska. Paul, this was an awesome match. It was, and it was back and forth and typical Ostapenko stuff. Look at the power, just able to hit winners from anywhere on the court. And on a grass court, that can be tough to deal with because it's so difficult to defend. But Yastremska did a great job in the second set hanging in there and that gives her a set point to get it at a set all and she again is the one here goes strong up the middle gets an unforced error from Ostapenko to make it one set each and for Yastremska again hanging around and doing a good job latter stages of the third look at the big forehand here gets to 15 all again on the full stretch another forehand able to create opportunities and there's a couple of them and on the second one what does she do how about a match point winner and for that young woman she is going through a ton it is so great to see her hold up the heart and get a victory down a break not once but twice 
in the final set. And Yastrzemska finds her way through as you move over to Hala. Roberto Batista Agut taking on Tallinn Greek Spore. Andy Batista Agut is always just as solid as they come. Yeah, I mean, he flattens the ball out through the court nicely. His ball flight is atypical uh, for a Spaniard. So he's had success on grass. Former semifinalist at Wimbledon. And uh, Greek Sport playing great, though. Really coming in, hitting that volley from that far back and dropping it uh, in front of Bautista Gut. Not an easy shot, but Bautista Gut, we know, if we know anything, he is going to fight, grind, repeat. Look at the movement here. Lop over Greek Sport, falls on his butt, but... RBA right there for the little touch pass. Uh, and we are heading to the third. That did, that did, Noah, you ever fallen like that? That was right on the tailbone. That can't feel very good. I'm yeah, glad we're replaying yeah, it. happened right before the, so we started. I know. Yeah. It's all about grit, all right? Grit's important. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think it was good that we should replay that four times. So, Greeksport <laughs> coming forward. And RBA with the sick pass on the full stretch up the line to get the break there in the third and then serving it out up two breaks. A formality at this point, but RBA heading through. This guy can play on the grass. So Bautista Agudu searching for his 11th ATP title, making his fourth Hala quarterfinal in just under two hours. We take a peek at the draw here. Medvedev, the top seed. Kyrgios with many, many noises, let's say. Loud noises, some would say, to get to the quarterfinal. Taking on Pablo Carreño Busto. We'll have more on that later on in the show as well as we take a look at what's going on on the social net. We start with Naomi Osaka, multi-time Grand Slam champion, trying to get herself back into shape, back into form as she heads towards Wimbledon. Not going to play a grass court tune-up, but a little bit of a different method here, mentality going with a submerged treadmill. Andy, you ever done this? And if so, what does this exactly do? Well, I'm guessing I've never done it. No, that's probably why I didn't win four grand slams like <laughs> Naomi Osaka. But I will say uh, it makes a lot of sense if her Achilles has been bothering and we know that she was carrying that injury into Roland Garros, uh, maybe lessen the impact, but also still getting the benefit of, of training and, and, and strength training going into Wimbledon. Listen, if I had an injury and someone told me, hey, jump in this weird looking thing and you might be OK for Wimbledon, I'd be jumping into that weird looking thing, Noah. Yeah, she's look, it's good for her to get some cardio and use the uh, S&C stuff to try to help with the resistance in the water we talked about. And Andy just mentioned again that uh, injury that's been lingering, which is a little bit troubling going into the grass where the grass courts are so uh, unstable. It's going to be a tricky thing, but very creative. Yeah, Andy mentioned, Andy mentioned good for the Achilles, and I wonder if it'd be good for a broken toe. Still to be determined. We can try to figure that out That's at some me. point. That's me. It is him. It is him, unfortunately. <laughs> but he's on the road to recovery. Let's go back a couple days. This was from earlier this week on TC Live. Andy Roddick, Mark Knowles, we believe this was the first time in their professional careers that they were working together. And it certainly was for their broadcasting careers. But something we overlooked, let's go back even a little bit further. These two did play Look doubles together. Uh, Paul, this is just the, the photos that we got here. I, I still don't know what these stuffed animal type things are, but... Awesome. It's, uh, that's so, the best it's, word so, it's so weird because Knowles, he still brings that stuff animal in here <laughs> yeah. to work. I, you may want to talk to him, Andy, about that. He still brings the stuff animal in here. It's a little strange. Hey, Paul, who do you think had the worst hands on that court with me, Knowles, and the Bryan brothers competing that day? <laughs> I, I, think I, I think I know the answer. Uh, oh, that's a great shot. I don't care about the hands. <laughs> I want to know who had the worst vertical. Let's take a look exactly and see if we can get the measurables. Oh! Oh, look at Whoa. that. There we go. Major Wait. air. Wait. 
Yeah, to, to, to be fair, I was towering. I was on the way down. The Bryans have no experience with chest bumping. There's no way at that, at that, was at just that point time. in my career. No, at that point in my career, with as fit as I was, there was no way a doubles player was jumping higher than me, Paul. No chance. No, <laughs> thank yeah, you. It's a mistimed click of the cat. That's all that is. I believe that. 100%. I we, believe can, we can do uh, somehow a, a past a combine type thing if you really want. We can get, the, no, we can uh, get the little guys, the push things out if you really want to try it. We're, guys, we're, we're thinking about this way too hard. <laughs> Have you ever seen the Bryan Brothers calves? The answer is yes. Have you ever seen my calves? End of story. I got the vertical. I was waiting. <laughs> Listen, I was waiting for you to bring it up. The calves are immaculate. Yep. I don't know how you do it. I'm still waiting for that calf workout. If you're going to drop it at yep. any point, please, I need to be the first to know. Our coverage continues on Tennis Channel Center Court starting at 5 a.m. Eastern on Friday with Berlin. All leads to Encore coverage following TC Live, which we will wrap up coming next. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Let's get to our hot shot of the day. Andy, it is brought to you by Oscar Atta. Let's see what we got here. The Oh, the old fall down almost with and pull off the perfect drop shot with taking the speed off of it. See, it was all planned out. He figured Basilos Vili thought he was going to fall, and I just played the death one after that. This guy falling down hitting this shot is better than any drop shot I've ever hit in my life. I'm just embarrassed <laughs> by this, everyone. And I also saw a sneaky smile from Basilos Vili, which is something, because I think he smiles in the tennis court like three times a year. So, winners all around. Atta gets the win and somehow makes it through despite wearing a sweater vest on court. I don't know if I've ever seen that before, but he made it work, and he was safe at the plate as well. As we look at our featured matches for Friday, Friday, starting with Kasakina and Sakari at the top. Paul and Berrettini with broke down earlier in the show. Should be a lot of fun. Coco Goff back in action. Nick Chirios and Pablo Carreño Busta leading into Bolter Halep. Herkoc, Oje Aliasim, as always, will have TC Live. Do want to stick with that Nick Curios and Pablo Carreño Busta matchup because this was from 2020, this tweet from Nick Curios. If Clay didn't exist, dude wouldn't have even been close to the top 50 talking about Pablo Carreño Busta. So, look, Nick Curios likes to stir the pot. They have played twice before, and Curios has won both matchups, Paul. But that was back in 2015 and 2016. So how do you think that maybe some of these comments could be in the back of PCB's head tomorrow? Well, I think Nick, you know, Nick likes to say what he thinks. You know, give him credit for not having a filter. And, and also give him credit. That was probably a couple years ago, that quote. But it's a little strange to me. Pablo Carreño Busta has six titles, three on clay, three on hard. Got into the U.S. Open semis twice. And last Olympics, I believe he beat Djokovic and Medvedev to get a bronze. So that's pretty solid on hard. So maybe it was just two years ago when he said that, that, that this was a little bit of a lag. I'm just saying, yeah, this, Andy, uh, I don't know. Andy, tell me. Help me out. Yeah, yeah. this, this tweet hasn't aged well at all because, I mean, if Carina Busta was one to get kind of uh, Twitter fingers, uh, like Nick, you would say, listen, <laughs> I've, made the, I've made the semis – uh, more at the U.S. Open than you've made the semis in any Grand Slam. Um, you know, you know and it, it, most of his uh, damage has been done on hard courts. The guy is is very well versed 
uh, on all surfaces. Now, I don't, I, I, you know, I'd have to fact check against his results up to that point in 2015 or 16, whenever, whenever uh, it was said. Uh, one, I'm pretty certain it was unnecessary. Two, uh, it hasn't aged well at all. So what you guys are saying is the math ain't mathin'. I'm not uh, really good Nick's at math. Nick's building it up. The Nick, math ain't Nick, math. Yeah, that's a good point. We love you, Nick. Nick's building it up. He, he's, he's doing building our job for us. Drama. Yeah, he's doing our job for love us. It. Andy, here's a quick question for you. He's playing so well on grass, is curious. And obviously the comments were from a couple of years ago. But is it fair that they don't get to go on hardcore? Because I feel like that would be more of the intriguing <laughs> matchup. No, I mean, listen, there's no such thing as fair in sports. It's always just is what it is. It's uh, it's, it's the ultimate reality show, right? There's no script and uh, everyone has the same shot. But Nick Kyrgios is is going to be favored on, on grass. And, you know, that might frustrate Carino Booster that he has to go after Nick, uh, maybe on Nick's best service. But uh, Kyrgios has been playing great. He likes the drama. This isn't going to affect him. I got to think Carino Busta is such a professional. He's not going to be thinking about it either. But it is fun for us to talk about, isn't it now? That's why we have this show. That's why it's all happening. Carino Booster, look, he, he dots all the professionalism boxes. You know what you're going to get. Does play well on every surface. And Nick is electric. It's good to see him back on the court. Good to see him play well. Let's hope that the body holds up and the mind holds up. It'll be an intriguing matchup, and we'll have all the action with plenty more for our London Calling coverage, which will continue Friday, 5 a.m. Eastern. So far, so good. This week has really delivered in many ways. But for Paul Anico and Andy Roddick, our entire Tennis Channel team, no Eagles saying so long as our coverage continues on the road to Wimbledon.